Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Picture this, moviegoers, I'm a bag of dicks. And you're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky. And put me to your lips. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That should just be the new theme song for our show. It's just that song because it's everywhere, baby. <laughs> you know, jeez. <laughs> and I like Run the Jewels, man. But that song is in too many places. When you got here today, I was like, well, we're setting up, we put on some music, and then I just... <laughs> <laughs> Picture this on my bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. Ooh, edgy. Let's put it in our movie trailer. Real edgy. And our movie. Yep. Song actually shows up in the movie. Both songs that are in the trailer show up in the, up movie. In the movie. Yeah. I didn't even notice the other song because this one really steals the show. <laughs> but welcome, welcome to our Book Smart episode. Yep. We've talked about said said song. Because it appears in another trailer, so in a previous trailer park for when we did Good Boys, same song. It was in the trailer for this movie. We didn't do a trailer park on this, though, right? We did not. We did not do a trailer park on this. I um, mean, we basically did when we did the Good Boys one. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. I don't think I said anything about this movie, but I, I saw it about a month ago, and I rewatched yeah, it. Yeah, you saw the screener. Yeah. And then oh, I, wait. You went to see it again afterwards when it did its wide release? I, yeah, I saw it again. Was there anything different? Uh, No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was literally the same thing. Because you had mentioned you were like excited to see if they changed anything. Yeah, no, they didn't. It was the same thing. Okay, well, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, we, we saw it. You're going to hear about it. That's how these shows work. Hopefully, you're excited. Hopefully. At least excited to hear us talk about it if you're not excited for the movie itself. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about it, too. I feel like this movie is flying under a lot of people's radar right now. It is really flying under the radar. Ooh, a little spoiler a little, for, little for later. Little little taste. Well, that's <laughs> exciting. I'll, now I am excited. Now I'm intrigued. I think we both have some information we're excited to, to learn d- from each divulge, other. Divulge, yes. Yeah, because I, I teased a little something something to you before we started recording, but we're here another week, another episode, and we're happy to be here because... We are heating things up because we're in the middle of Summer Cram 2019. Every fucking time. This is going to be a really long summer. Yeah. Two episodes a week, baby. So here we go. Another another uh, sweet, sweet episode. This This doesn't feel like a summer movie to me, though. Um, I don't know. Cause, cause it's the end of school. Yeah. Summer vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think, think what it takes I mean place is in like, California. Yeah, where it's always summer. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think what I mean is like it doesn't feel like a summer blockbuster. I think that's what we kind of make synonymous with summer movies is those big blockbusters, those big action flicks, stuff like that. The shoot 'em ups, the blow 'em ups. The fuck them ups. <laughs> but hey, man, really feeling like summer right now. It is. It's balls degrees in this room right now. Yeah, where uh, that's what happens when we talk about movies. We get we get sweaty. We get we, hot. We, we, yeah, hot and heavy. Hot and fucking heavy. But you know what I like to do when I get hot? I like to cool off. I like to go outside. I like to hit the beach, catch catch some tasty waves, listen to some crunchy tunes, and just grab my surfboard. And just ride the waves all the way to the trailer park, brah. Yeah, this trailer park is next to a beach. What a nice trailer park. Unprecedented. Yeah, probably 
probably have high taxes here. <laughs> yeah. Or just really driving down the value of that beach. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to that beach. There's a fucking trailer park next to it. <laughs> on it. There's a trailer park on this beach. Oh, damn. Have you been to Trailer Park Beach? It smells like shit. <laughs> That's not a beach. That's just a trailer park. <laughs> but we're here. Another trailer park. So what trailer are we doing? We are talking the art of self-defense. And I know you've never heard of that. You sent this to me today, and I was like, yo. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it until today, too. We were trying oh, really? To... I thought you had known about it. Then. No, no, no. I did some digging. I was like, what movies are coming out in 2019 that are comedy? Because we wanted there to be some kind of a connection. And this is a, it's an indie comedy, which, you know, spoiler, I guess, but like, Booksmart very much feels like it's an indie comedy. For sure. It just happened to have gotten a wide release. You know, we'll talk later when we get into like the numbers and like how we feel about the movie. I feel like maybe it should have been limited release and then build up to the wide, but you know. Well, I, you know what? I think that was probably the point of those screeners. Well, whatever. That might not have been their best approach, but yeah. we'll see. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the art of self defense, uh, a dark comedy. Yeah, it literally says in the trailer, like, a dark comedy. <laughs> yeah, like, and it looks kind of twisted and weird. Yeah, you know, though, like, for the most part, I like dark comedies, and I kind of like, I like, like, action comedies. Yeah, me too. Another Jesse Eisenberg movie that is a dark, you know, comedy. I like Zombieland Superman. a lot. Oh, I was gonna what were you going to say? Superman. Yeah, Batman for Superman. Batman for Superman. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> yeah, no. That was I, a dark comedy where the joke was on the audience. Exactly. <laughs> one of the one of the key points of that movie was when uh, Jesse Eisberg pees in a jar and then explodes a building. As we all do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Zombieland, I mean... It's great, and that has like a dark humor. Although I feel like that's a little bit more leaning towards the comedy than, or that's more like action comedy. That's not really like dark, dark comedy. comedy. Well, I think dark comedy recently. Sorry to bother you. Recently, yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of horse dicky. <laughs> You're saying that was kind of kind of full of horse cock. But it was yeah, spoiler alert for that movie. They call that genre um. Horse dick. <laughs> it's a um, hybrid dark comedy slash horse dick. <laughs> oh, I love those movies. Those are my favorite. I could. I can only think of two: that and Sea Biscuit. <laughs> dark comedy horse dick. I don't know yeah. what we're doing anymore. Me neither. Off the rails. But, but yeah, I saw this trailer today. You showed it to me, and I'm really excited for this now. It All looks sudden, cool. Really, yeah. And uh, I did a, like a little bit of digging on it. And um, this really looks full blown like indie. Like Jesse Eisenberg is really like the big name in the movie. Yeah. Even like the director, he hasn't done like anything big, I would say. He directed a movie called Faults in 2014. I've never heard of it. Never seen it. Everything else that he's done is a short. He's only done, I think, five projects. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know anyone else that's in this movie, honestly. Like, looks like either a lot of newcomers or nobodies, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, Alessandro Nivolo, he may have been in Jurassic Park three. <laughs> cool. And I think he was in American Hustle, which is pretty good. All right, all right. Well, that that's pretty cool. I mean, Jesse Eisenberg himself, like Batman v Superman aside, he's shown like he can he has some acting chops. Oh yeah, like, he for can sure. definitely pull off you know, certain roles. And then this is seemingly one of those roles that it's like, this was written for him, but we'll, we'll see that in the trailer. You want to, you want to roll this bad bitch? Yeah. Let's, let's get into the karate. <laughs> karate. <laughs> karate is a way of communicating. Ask me a question. What are your plans for the weekend? I'm going to do some grocery shopping <laughs> and rent a film to watch in the comfort of my home. Already. That answer your question. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I already like that. I want you to tell me why you're here. Jesse Eisenberg does not age, apparently. Apparently not, no. I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of other men. <laughs> I want to be what intimidates me. You came to the right place. I'm taking my first class today. Your new white belt? Is that the first belt color? White is before color. You haven't earned color yet. Some, some of this delivery and like the color palette and these shots almost feels kind of like sense. Wes Anderson, you know? Yeah, I could see that. Vibe. Yeah. There's a mental component as well. Everything should be as masculine as possible. 
You may want to start on those reports. That pile is getting awfully high. In. That. <laughs> that <laughs> that shot to the What's your favorite style of music? Adult contemporary. No, should be metal. <laughs> You're a blade, and I'm sharpening you. I see a little of myself in you. Is that you, Sensei? Why are you filming this? Oh, here we go, a little turn. Yeah. Totally. This isn't a safe place, Casey. This makes me really excited for the movie now. I know you're confused about what's happening. You have to trust me. <laughs> you should have never started taking karate. You can't be weak anymore. I'm interested in buying a gun. I need something that can fit into my hand. Sounds like you're after a handgun. I challenge you to a fight to the death in unarmed combat. This is your belt. It is yours. It is sacred. There'll be a $15 charge to replace a lost belt. <laughs> nice. You know how you can tell that that's a really good trailer? We barely talked through it. Yeah. I really just wanted to watch it because it's there's some really funny moments in this trailer. And then there's like a major tone shift right in the middle of it, which gets me really excited that this is going to be a lot more than just like silliness. Like there's I mean, it says it right away with like where, you know, pops up with like the critics remarks on the movie and stuff. And it like everything is just like dark comedy like the blackest of humor like it is this this trailer made me laugh out loud multiple times obviously because yeah. i was dying anytime that he throws like a karate chop it's i feel so like sudden i feel like awkward yeah it's really awkward looking it it kills me it's so funny looking yeah this you know maybe i'm comparing it because of the karate thing but guess what i'm not there's there's a movie called the foot fist way that is um danny mcbride and i want to say I mean, I don't want to get their name wrong, but it it's the same. It's him and the same people who brought us Eastbound and Down. Have you ever watched that show? No. It's very similar where it's just like, it's very funny and your hero is like an anti-hero. So it's like you want to root for him, but then he's also kind of like a scumbag sometimes. But <laughs> it does this similar thing where it's like some funny stuff will be happening and it'll do something that's like over the top and funny. But then there will be like this turn and you can kind of see like a light switch in some of the characters heads and you go like, oh, there's something like deeply disturbing. Like this is a disturbed individual who needs help. And like you actually like feel for them in a moment and like it takes like a really dark turn and you're, it makes you feel uneasy and puts you on edge. And Foot Fist Way does that, too. And that's also surrounding, like, karate and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm kind of getting, like, similar vibes from that, just in terms of, like, tone, not in terms of, like, the humor and stuff like that. Humor, though, comes across really good in this trailer. Yeah. This is kind of, like, a perfect trailer because it really doesn't tell us too much. It teases what that main darkness is to it. Yeah, it teases some violence. It teases that he's probably going to get, like, I guess, obsessed with it or, like, Maybe cross like the cable, line. Cable guy yeah. type. Yeah, they don't, it's funny because they don't show you too much. I feel like there's a lot of laughs that are hidden in this trailer. Like, I feel like they definitely are going to have other things up their sleeves that they're not showing you. Because even the laughs that they show in this, they're not like, nothing feels like huge reveal. So, yeah. uh, honestly, this is a perfect comedy movie trailer. I, we have a we have a still frame up of the guy who's selling him a gun. Yeah, and his polo shirt has I'm, an I'm, embroidered I, pistol I, on yeah. it. <laughs> I don't want that shirt. I, I keep laughing at. It. I keep looking over. I'm like, where the fuck did he get that? Yeah, and it looks very stylish. I mean, it kind of has like a Wes Anderson kind of feel to the way like the color palette and the way that some of the things are kind of shot. But at least it looks like it has the sort of style. And there are some things that do stand out and are different from the way Wes Anderson films and stuff like that. But, you know, some of the scenes aesthetically a little, little similar. Yeah. I, I really like Jesse Eisenberg also. I feel like yeah. he hasn't been in a ton lately, but uh, whenever he's in something, I really like him. And for a while, I think when like Zombieland was out, that right, like right around then he Social was doing Network. Social Network was really good. Like around that time, he was, he was doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, oh, nice. 
Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super bad, right? No, but like, I don't know. I, I, I like Jesse Eisenberg a lot. Wait, that's he, not Michael Sarah. Oh, uh, shit. I that's didn't want to break I, that to you. That's why I did this in the in the Booksmart episode. Because Michael Sarah was in Superbad, and Booksmart is Lady Superbad, basically. I'm sorry, buddy. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like, I feel like he's pigeonholed a little bit as yeah. like, you know, timid, kind of like awkward kid. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's no good at why. it. I mean, but he's also he's 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 great at carrying himself that way. I mean, even look at the still image we have here. Look at the way he's standing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, good for him. He's fucking knocking it out of the park. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I'm really happy you showed this to me. I don't know I, when it it's supposed to come out sometime this summer. Yeah. But it's played at two festivals already. Okay. I can't imagine this one's going to get that wide release. This one will probably be a limited release and if it's successful, go go wide but this one you might have to seek out yeah and uh this i like doing trailer parks like this because these this is the type of movie that might fly under the radar for someone yeah i like we said we didn't even see it until today and i'm really excited for it i hope we get it over here if not we're gonna be making the trip to palisades because yeah i really want to see this yeah me too me too so cool Cool, good stuff. We get to learn a little something new on the pod because I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard about this. Yeah, we're pro- we're oh, doing. Maybe not. It's got over two million views. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. What if you were all of them today? I did watch it a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're like we are doing the artist self defense. People are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck. Speaking of flying under the radar, we we talked about it in uh, a previous episode. I think maybe with like Brightburn or something, but like it's a lot of heavy hitters in theaters right now, right? We got Endgame is still in theaters. I think Captain Marvel is still in theaters. I think it is. Yeah. And then you got Aladdin just came out. Godzilla's about to come out. Comes out tonight. Oh, yeah. It's coming out tonight. Then we got yeah, John Wick is still out. John Wick is still out. Like, it's a lot of big things in the theaters right now. And then you got a movie like Booksmart that comes out. Mm-hmm. And it is bringing something different to the table than any of those other movies that we just mentioned because this is, this is a comedy. It is a coming of age story. Like it's different. Yeah. If you want to see a comedy, I think this there's only two out right now. I think it's Book Smart and Long Shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, your options are limited, but it is going against some heavy contenders. And this isn't a movie that I heard a lot of people talking about in the lead up to it. Yeah, no, I you know what's weird? I didn't hear many people talking about it either. I kept seeing the trailer and I and I really wanted to see it. Yeah. And well, especially got, with that song in it. Exactly. I was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh i went to you know i went to the screener and then after the screener review started coming out and i was seeing the reviews generally favorable and then i was like oh nice like you know hopefully a lot of people see that this and it might just be a product of what is out right now but it doesn't seem like it's doing super good in yeah. terms of the audience but that might just be because tough time to drop a movie especially like an yeah. indie movie <laughs> Yeah, or at least what feels like an indie movie, because this didn't do the limited release to wide release route. It just came out. It didn't. I think the screeners was an attempt to kind of gain an audience and gain some momentum in terms of word Before of mouth. It goes out. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what I assume. That makes sense. I can see that. Don't know if that was uh... effective. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It is also it also is like weird because like everyone got to go for free basically. Yeah, <laughs> like so. It's like maybe you just gave away all your tickets, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But Olivia Wilde's directorial debut, right? Directorial debut on this movie, and Olivia Wilde as an actress, I like her, mm-hmm. but I was never like, oh wow, like Olivia Wilde's in this movie, like I need to go see it. Like I thought she was a good actress, but she's never really been in anything like really, really good. She's not not it, our a main draw to anything at least. Yeah. It might be a product more of what she's in rather than her. Cause I, like I said, I think she's, she's good. I think she's fine. Yeah. But I can tell you right now, I think she found her calling being a director. Oh yeah. This movie's got a style. Yeah. Very much. So I don't want to get too much into that yet, but I can just say from a directorial standpoint, super impressed with a lot of things she does in this movie. I, I'm looking forward to what she does next because she has a style, that's for sure. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought she wrote this movie as well. She didn't write it. Okay. There's four writers on it, and none of them really have anything that you would be like, oh, damn. Savannah Fogel, she wrote The Spy Who Dumped Me, which came out last year with Mila Kunis. Oh, okay. Katie Silverman, she wrote Isn't It Romantic, which came out this year. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then Emily Halpern and Sarah Haskins, they are kind of like a team. They both work on TV together. But yeah, like I no know. like real like big budget movies that they really wrote. So yeah. female writers room though. Female writers room. That's good. Which I think is really good. I think that's important too, especially for a movie like this, because to speak on the writing, like these characters felt real. Yeah. Oh they man. felt I'm really glad you said that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I was you know what? Like I wasn't sure how you'd be feeling about that this movie. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> It's it's funny because like a podcast called Two Dudes, we're obviously we're two straight white men. So for us to really be like, yeah, this movie really spoke to me. Like very as aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But no, like I mean, I I think there's this weird misconception that like guys can't understand female characters. There is some truth to that in terms of writing. Like it's really hard for like some straight white male to come in and write a movie about girls growing up and like that moment of like you're leaving high school and you're going on them understanding how like a girl best friends relationship is because when you see like you can tell when a man writes that relationship because it feels like yeah you know they're having slumber <laughs> parties in their panties like <laughs> it's really stupid yeah it's no they're not a pillow fights and feathers in it what that might be like a more like 80s 90s thing but this like these characters they felt like they had a real relationship before the movie even started like they the everything felt authentic like it felt real you fucking took my notes did i <laughs> it, it was one of my uh, it was one of my first notes i was just like these these fucking actresses are they're fucking good yeah they're they're really nice like your, I, I was your two it. leads uh caitlin deaver and bernie feldstein kill it yeah really good performances in this and yeah they like you said that i couldn't have worded it better they feel like they were friends before the movie they feel like they have a life before the movie and that you're just watching a part of their life yeah, I, it was good, and that is a huge credit to the writing, but also to their acting. And uh, you know, people are going to compare this movie to Superbad, right? Mm-hmm. That's just gonna happen because it's similar story. Last day, last day of school, like we we can't go out as the losers type thing. Like we gotta go and show show people we're cool. We yeah, one one party or whatever, you know. Yeah, so that's very similar. There is another connection, and I teased you with this. There's a there's a big connection to mm-hmm. Superbad in this movie, and I can't believe it skirted past you. Beanie Feldstein. Oh, okay. I know. I know this. I know where you're going. It's yeah, J- Jonah, Jonah Hill's, Hill's sister. sister. Yeah, younger sister. Okay. I didn't know that until after the movie, and I was just like, "Well, no duh. People are gonna especially com- compare it to Superbad because you have so so many similarities in like that kind of a story and everything." Mm-hmm. And you literally the one of the leads from that movie, their younger sister is in it. And she's basically playing definitely not the same character, but filling that same role as the one who's kind of like pushing the other one, like the timid one. They're like, no, we have to do this. Come on. And like dragging them through it. Yeah. I'm going to give you another super bad comparison because there's a few. There, there are a few. And um, I kind of don't like that the movie's going to be compared to super bad because they bring different things to the table. Yeah. But they also do things that are the same and stuff like that. But like, like for, too close, some closely the yeah. same. But for me, like I look back on Superbad and Superbad, just for all you out there, Superbad is one of my favorite comedies in general. Like I love Superbad. It's got a it's ton of rewatchability. So rewatchability, so quotable. So for me, like saying like, you know, it's it's similar and stuff like that. I'm, I'm really trying to not compare them because I just like Superbad so much. Yeah. There are similarities. The one thing I will say, and I, I think this is a definitely a compliment to Booksmart that I do want to compare to Superbad. I say all the time, if you watch Superbad and then think about when it came out, Superbad is almost like the movie that gave the world all these actors and actresses. Like, yeah. You watch Superbad and it's like Jonah Hill's coming out party, Emma Stone's coming out party, Michael Christopher Mintz Platts, uh, Michael Sarah, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen kill it in that movie. Like, that's like the movie that like brought all of these people like to the next to level. the next level. And this movie with these main actresses and especially the supporting cast around it, mm-hmm. I definitely think like the kids you mean, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Th- this movie's gonna blow a lot of people up, I think, because not only do I love the main act- actresses on this movie, but a lot of the side characters that just pop in and out, I thought were fucking hilarious. This goes back to writing too. You want to know what else is really cool? All of the characters felt real because something I always hated in high school movies, and I never understood because I never felt this in my school. And maybe this is some people's high school experience, but like your general tropes of like the clickiness and like the jocks hang with the jocks and the nerds hang with the nerds and the goths and blah, blah, blah. Like everybody has their own sects and they don't intersect at all. 
this movie, I feel like really showed high school in a realer way. I mean, some of the things are kind of like crazy where it's like last day and they're like just trashing the school. I'm like, all right, I don't think that would fly. Yeah. But the fact that like they're throwing parties and like they're all mixing and, you know, some people from some groups hang out with, you know, some, some of the jocks also hang out with the stoners and some of the skaters also hang out with the goth. And like, that's really how at least my high school experience was like, Mm -hmm. You know, that's real. Yeah, sure. There were groups because it's like, yeah, they play football together, but they also they have not, friends from other groups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And not every jock is a douche. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the thing. It's just like, oh, he's on the football team. So he's like a, a meathead. But like, <laughs> I like that they made these characters feel real. And like, it felt the most like real life high schoolers than like any other movie. And I'd say like 90 percent of the actors they got to play those high schoolers felt yeah, high school. like high schoolers yeah and they look like high schoolers like but they acted very well like it didn't feel like you were watching like kids on like a shitty like i think of like these stupid like mtv shows where they show high school and like that kind of drama like the drama felt real it felt real life like it all it felt so real it, it's a, it's incredible it, it really is like they just got a snapshot of what real life high school is right now mm-hmm. like it felt contemporary and it felt lived in and I think he did a fucking great job yeah. writing and actors alike. Like I said, all all the supporting characters bring something and loved Will Forte. I, yeah, he was he was really good. Noah Galvin, he plays George. He's like the like the gay like theater kid. He's awesome. He, every time he was on screen, amazing. He had me <laughs> and my so brother good. and Brianna just dying. And the second time I watched it, like I was like he's waiting for so, him to show up on. He's so angry. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> he has so many great lines in the movie. I really liked Billy Lord. She's the girl who basically just keeps popping up. It's a running joke throughout the whole movie that she's just like everywhere. Like she pops up. Yeah, like, where like, the fuck did you what come the from? Fuck? <laughs> she was awesome. She was, yeah. Even uh like there's I, like I liked her, like the rich kid who's like yes. desperate for everyone's attention. Not just because his name is also Skylar. Skylar Jasondo, yeah. Yeah. But he was <laughs> he was some of the funniest moments. And he was <laughs> I, like, I, I also really liked his story arc. Yeah, he's got a good Just, story arc too. I like yeah. how he brings him to his boat and he's like, let's get bashed. And he's like, like consensual bash, not consensual like bash, <laughs> not like, you know, it's like it's gonna be the good kind. Good, good kind. Good kind of bashed. <laughs> yeah. Just like everything he did is just so Yeah, he, he's got a bunch <laughs> he's, of he's I liked him funny. a lot. I'm kind of like they play a lot at times on kind of like douche humor, if that makes sense. Like yeah. almost like like the kind of like the Adam Divine, like Yeah, they play a lot. I I really react to that. Like I think like that humor is really funny. Stuff like that had me done. There's the one part where the kid like he's like skateboarding down the hall in slow motion on a, on a skateboard and he's got the fire extinguisher yeah. and he's just like, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> that had me dying. Uh, there's there's a lot of really good moments in this. I completely I knew he was in the movie. I completely forgot seeing it the first time. Jason Sudeikis is really funny in this. Yeah. I I like him a lot. He's not really him and Olivia Wilde are married. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Honestly, he's probably in one of my favorite scenes in the movie when they're in the in Uber. The Uber. Yeah, and that's then, great. And then they they're watching porn on their phone. I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. As soon as they were watching, I'm like, oh man, was he gonna like kick on the Bluetooth? Yeah. But, well, he's like, oh, you guys want to listen to your music? I just turn it on right here. <laughs> And my, my favorite line right after that, he just goes, is that Cardi B? <laughs> and it, but he looks like so like upset. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, that's what did I write? I wrote something about that. It's just that squish sound because it's <laughs> yeah, it's so obviously not what that would sound like at yeah. all. It's just over the top. But it's just full blown like. Because they're like looking up lesbian porn to yeah. figure out like, oh, how does it work? Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. All the all the acting on this is great. All the characters felt really, you know, authentic and real. This is kind of like, I guess, a little bit progressive. I don't know if this is like something that I need in every movie uh, because Love, Simon was very different. But I like that Amy is mm-hmm. a gay character, but she's not like a gay character and like the claws are like struggling with her. Like she's just like, right. yeah, she like she owned like that's who she is. And like that's it's no big deal. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like that. I thought that was that was pretty smart because Love, Simon is more about like learning to like like it's OK, like I'm coming out and stuff like that. Like, yeah, she it's good to see like real characters who are just it's not a character point that they are gay. They just are. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't always need to be like a big deal like it's okay to normalize these things and they should be normalized Mm -hmm. so it was cool to see a what felt and again we're two straight white men so what do we know but it felt like a real representation 
Yeah. Like it, it didn't feel forced that they were putting it in there. Like it all felt natural. They, and it, I think again, it goes back to the writing. It's because you created real characters. Like they felt real. So it didn't feel cheap that they were, you know, making that character choice for her. Yeah. I said that I feel like Olivia Wilde found her, uh, her calling card on this. This movie's really beautifully shot. Yeah, it looks awesome. And like, that's surprising for any movie, really, because like, I feel like there's a lot of movies that are kind of cookie cutter with their style and like, especially their camera work and stuff like that. But especially for a comedy, I feel like there's not that many comedies that are actually really funny and even fewer that are super funny and really well like shot and crafted. There's a couple scenes in this movie that I was like really impressed with. One was like an unbroken single take when they're arguing at the party. Yeah, I noticed that too. And ever since like we've been talking about the uh like all these long shots and I've been looking for cuts in movies because now I'm like, man, I wonder I wonder how much they do actually have to clean up in the edit and everything. So like that scene I noticed immediately. I'm like, wow, they're sticking out on this and again going back to their acting now it's like we're gonna keep ping-ponging back and forth but like wow how good was this written wow how good was this directed and wow how good was this acted yeah because like they pulled off those lines and it's it's you know it's i'd say like the inciting incident for act three and everything too or the climax of act two leading to act three but it's an important pivotal moment in the movie and it feels again real and it's charged and it's emotional and you really like kind of feel for both of them in those moments and they're delivering it with just full-blown passion and it's really good yeah yeah i that's my, that's my favorite scene in the movie but that scene also has a negative i have for the movie i think i know what it is do you does it have to do with how the music is yes. pretty dominant in this movie the music is super dominant in this movie yeah it might be my biggest negative which it, which is i should say that the musical choices aren't necessarily awful. I think they I think they fit the tone of the movie and I think that I like the music in the movie. Like I like the music that they chose. I just don't like I think how I think heavily at, reliant the movie is on, say. on the music. I think at times, yeah, the music is almost too much of it. Like it there's a lot of music it's taking the over movie. the story. And yeah, and there's like times where like they're playing a song and then like they get like 20 seconds into it and they change to another song. And it's yeah. like this. Ha I think it's got a really long like soundtrack to it. There's a oh, lot I'm of sure. tracks on it. Fifty and something songs. <laughs> in it. Yeah, I feel like at times maybe the score or I guess the soundtrack was almost dominating things. It was, and I mean, I kind of see what they were doing, and maybe that goes to that style because you can kind of see not only in the way that it's shot, but like the way that things are shot when the music is it's just music, you know, and there's no mm -hmm. dialogue. And they're trying to tell story through the action. Yeah, the, the music is a little overwhelming in some of the scenes. And I think it's too reliant on the music driving the story versus the characters and the story itself actually pushing the story along. Yeah. At times, I really like them. Like, the music serves well at certain points. And then other times, it detracts. I really only started noticing it by the time, like, we were getting to, like, the second or third party. Or really, like, the kit, the main party that they're trying to get to the whole time. That's really where it felt like it took away. Yeah. The one scene that we're talking about, the unbroken take, they cut the dialogue out after... I mean, it is a long time, but I don't. I wish they didn't put the music, and I wish they just let the performance shake out there. You know, I think I think they did that on purpose for that moment of like at the end where like you don't actually hear her say "fuck you," but you very clearly you know see her mouth it. Yeah, I could see the the style, and I can see the choice that they were making there. I just don't think it was right because you have these you know actresses who are putting out these you know a plus performances just let them let them carry let me let them carry that moment mm -hmm. let them have that whole thing like don't give it up to the music so fast the scene where she's underwater i actually like that scene with the music i think i'm pretty sure it's it makes sense there but it's really long it is long i kind of liked it though i liked yeah. it I, th I think it's shot very well. I think it looks awesome. And I think it's important for that character's development and her just kind of like giving in and like being more free and everything like that. But at that point, there's been so much music and I'm just kind of like, I don't want to hear your playlist anymore. I just want to see the rest <laughs> of this movie. Yeah, I I kind of like that just because of the repercussions that happen right after it. Yeah. Because like when she's underwater, you're feeling happy for the character because things look like they're going to be progressing in a certain way. And then... 
it's a long sequence that's supposed to be like joyful, but then they take you out and then like there's a huge turn right after that. Yeah. So it kind of like it builds you up and then it drops you hard. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I I liked that scene a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, there isn't a lot that I can really complain about on this movie. I don't know how many neg- negatives you have. I think for me, my biggest negative is and and this really isn't that much of a negative, but like I didn't find all the jokes or I would say even 50% of the jokes to be like laugh out loud, like gut busters. I think I only laughed out loud twice during this movie. Yeah. Like I felt like most of the laughs in it were more like I'm smiling or I'm chuckling. Yeah. And, and I mean, but that's fine. Like I'm still enjoying it. I just, yeah, I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just felt like, um, for a comedy, I would have liked to have laughed out loud more. Like I would have, you know, like, you know what? I think this boils back down to is the the reality of it i think because it feels so real it's it's not as over the top funny because like if you do want to compare it to like a super bad yeah it's hilarious but some of those things are like over the top like there's no like you know car chase in this or whatever not you know mclovin (laughs) yeah yeah there's no there's none of that there's not like the robbery like liquor store like the stakes are different yeah but they feel more realistic. And I think, you know, they might have sacrificed some of those over-the-top laughs, but in doing so, you created a a more realer depiction of... More realer. You created a more realistic depiction <laughs> of this life and this world that they're living in. Yeah. So I think I was actually fine with that sacrifice, but yes, when I was sitting there, I was kind of like, I haven't laughed a lot in this movie. I've enjoyed it. And I, re- I, it's really good, but this isn't like a gut busting. Like this yeah. isn't. We're not watching Step Brothers. Yeah, we're not putting a ball sack on a drum set. Like, <laughs> although closest thing to that, and I think the thing I laughed the most at, I really liked the scene with when uh, when she's trying to figure out like what she uses to pleasure the herself. panda and the panda. Oh, loved, yeah. I I laughed throughout that whole thing. I was like, that is a really solid bit. That that whole bit was funny. The panda is funny, and then I love where she goes. I think she's like, one time I used my toothbrush. She's like, I just end up with a horrible UTI. Yeah. She's she like, horrible. I wish I wish that was a secret. This is like the <laughs> thousandth time you've told me that. <laughs> we got a little stop motion in this. Oh yeah, that was weird. It was weird. I don't know how I feel about that. It is It is very strange. I feel like it almost makes you a little uncomfortable because the do- toys get like naked and they're like feeling each other up and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty funny though. I, I laughed. I thought that um that scene was going to play out differently by the end and so they kind of just walk out and then after oh, the next That scene was the fine. payoff. That was the payoff is them walking out of the party for me. I didn't find it super funny. The whole when they were dolls but when they're leaving the party and they're all like stiff and they're like fuck you George or whatever I was like I really like that just watching them like awkwardly like walk through and they're all like stiff like they're still dolls Mm -hmm. that that actually made me laugh they showed that scene in the trailer very quickly they showed two dolls like look at each other and scream yeah and I just I assumed it it was going to be some sort of like drug sequence I didn't expect it to be that long though because it's yeah it was was a little long it's like three minutes long longer than I thought it was going to be but I I enjoyed it that goes back to I think the style yeah there are a few things that I wish they changed. A couple things. And it's, I wouldn't even say a few things. There might just be one thing that I kind of wish they changed. Is, does it have anything to do with like the climax of the movie or like the wrap up to the movie? Sort of the wrap up to the movie. I think, okay, what were you going to say? The scene towards the end after like their big fight and everything when Amy is in the bathroom with the like kind of like edgy girl who's always giving her shit. Boot, yeah. Boot like Liv Tyler. <laughs> yeah. She really looks like Liv Tyler. But she um they have they have like a little romantic scene mm-hmm. and like an awkward sex scene. Yeah. She goes to take a drink from a cup and I guess it's got like it's used as like an ash cup or whatever. And then Amy throws up on the girl. You don't want to compare it to Super Bad, but Super Bad also had a scene where the more bashful, timid character is finally like in a position where like they could have sex. Granted, the roles are reversed because in this one, like she's throwing up on the other one, and it's not again as over the top, mm-hmm. which good. I like the realism there. But considering you already 
should suspect that it's going to be compared to super bad and you don't want those comparisons and it's unfair to put the two movies together because they're doing something very different and the things that they do well are different from each other i didn't like seeing something that was so similar because it'd be like no come on don't do that like separate yourself yeah like there you could have done something else there and they did like with the butthole thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like I feel like you could have left it at that and lived in that awkwardness and didn't need the throwing up on them because then you can just go and be like, oh, well, they had a similar thing in Superbad where, again, the timid character, first time, sex stuff, vomit, a lot of those notes are from the same page. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. That, that's actually not what I was going to say. Oh, what were you thinking? The thing that I was going to say was basically like the climax of this movie. They're in like a car and they're like flying to the... Oh, yeah. to, to the graduation, playing around the jewels during that scene. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks. That's actually the note that I wrote. It just says, picture this, I'm a bag of dicks. <laughs> With exclamation points. And it's right after the throwing up during sex thing. Yeah, that scene, especially how they like bust through like the, the fence or whatever, and they like run up and stuff like that. Yeah. Like We've said it before, the movie felt pretty grounded and realistic before that. That yeah, felt that very theatrical. Yeah. yeah. Not that that exact thing has been done before, just that... I feel like that like kind of like unrealistic over the top thing where they they make it but it's like in the most ridiculous way and they run up and they like do their speech or like no repercussions. I, yeah, like that that to me I'm like I've seen this and it's a little ridiculous and like yeah. The movie felt very grounded other than that. I mean there are ridiculous moments in the movie but that felt like you oh, know really really over the top. Kind of out of place considering the world that you established has felt really real. Yeah. The whole time. Also why is every school's colors blue and gold? <laughs> yeah. I noticed that a lot. My school's colors were blue and gold, and Megan's school colors are blue and gold. Different states. She went to school in New Jersey. I went to school in New York. And it seems like a lot of movies use blue and gold as their school colors. They probably don't, like, I mean, I don't know about movies and stuff like that. But I mean, they're complimentary. They're primary. That's what I said. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I was, this isn't I, an that, art podcast. That's, a, that's what I was going to say. Like, complimentary is blue and orange. That was my school's colors. Oh, right, right, blue and orange. Okay. Yeah, you got blue and orange, red and green, and then purple and yellow. Purple and yellow. Yeah, but yeah. like, I don't know, maybe they're both primary. Maybe they just look good on, on screen. I mean, like... I don't know, because, I mean, even in real life, not even just in movies, like, I've probably met, like, 50 people who are like, yeah, my school colors were blue and gold, and we went to completely different schools. And I'm just like, why is that? And I feel like I've seen it in a bunch of movies where school colors are blue and gold. I'm like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it just pops on camera. This I was actually... I wasn't even, this wasn't in my notes, but it, it just made me think about this. I think this movie may have been shot on film. Oh, yeah. Not not digitally, because the movie, uh, the colors pop like really well in this movie. It's yeah. very colorful, which makes me believe that they actually shot it on film. Yeah. Which would be really cool. Because, yeah, there's a lot of scenes with like a lot of bright colors. They go to a lot of different locations. Yeah, neon, true. you know, inside of Ubers with like crazy lighting inside of them stuff. I mean, it goes back to Olivia Wilde's direction and stuff, but she did a great job with the lighting and the look of the movie and the style. Yeah. You got anything else on this? Did you notice who's the executive producers on this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. A little, little Adam known. Sand- I mean, Adam Sandler, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah that'd be real Will, Will Ferrell and uh, Adam, Adam McKay. McKay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. They've done some great things. They've also done some of the worst things. Yeah, I think, I mean, they were but producers. They're just executive, executive producers, which really means they're bankrolling the shit. Yeah, so, so good. <laughs> yeah, good. Give people money to do their own thing. We don't need you guys to make any more of your own movies. We've had enough. This is, I guess, like a little bit of a spoiler, but I could not find the budget on this movie. Really? I could not find it. I looked for a while, could not find it. Interesting. So, but you it's low. What really could they have spent their money on? The stop motion. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like the most of it. And like some of the set pieces. They got, they got like how to just do that one scene. Took yeah. Them, took them uh, four years <laughs> to do that three minute segment. Oh, I, I just wanted to, they show this in the, in the trailer, but I just wanted to say that I thought this was really funny. That scene where they have their hair over their faces as like, almost like ski masks. Oh, that was really good. Really funny. And then the payoff of that scene, I thought was really funny as well. In Within the scene or what, later? Like later it, on. Yeah, that was a good callback. But I love just in that scene when the guy's like being ultra specific and be like, come on, like we could have just hopped on the throeway. We would have been out of state in three minutes. You could just cut your bodies up with this, <laughs> this kind of saw and left you in garbage bags under this overpass off this exit on that. He's just being yeah. super specific. And he's like, don't, trust people what are you doing and he's just like frustrated with them 
yeah then it turns out he's actually a serial, serial killer, killer. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i thought that was really funny and i just love how they're like all right well can you put the address in and he's like don't show me your passcode he's like that's private information he's like getting so frustrated <laughs> with them it's like what are you guys doing like Actually, you know, um, when I saw this the first time at the screener, I, I said this, but there's no trailer. So I missed the first couple of minutes, five minutes of the movie. Yeah. So when I watched it again, like I actually got to see like the setup. But first time I saw it, I missed the scene with Jason Sudeikis the first time. So when, when, wow. he, so when he showed yeah. up, when he showed up the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, he's in this movie. And then I put two and two together. I was like, okay, he's, he's their principal. Like, I think yeah. he even says in it, like, oh, like, like oh, don't call me Mr. Brown or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I missed the first like five minutes or so. So. When I watched it the second time, the whole first like five minutes of the movie was all new to me. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was a <laughs> great experience the second time. But all the jokes were the same and stuff like that. They didn't do anything to it. I st- still liked it like just as much the second time. So as what it, you're as telling everybody is you don't need to see the first five minutes of this movie. You can skip it. You'll still enjoy it. I think you should because both teacher sequences, I was like, I probably missed this at first. Then I had to piece it together. Yeah, I guess you can piece it together, but see see the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you have to, if you have to, and you're gonna review it, you should probably see the whole movie. <laughs> and I do think people should see it, but so far, it's it's only been out for a little while. But what are we looking at in terms of like the reviews on this? What's the tomato tomato? Tomato tomato. The critic score on this mm-hmm. ninety eight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, firing on all cylinders. I think 98 might be the highest rated movie that we've done so far. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Because I think when Us we was did, up there, but it wasn't that high. I think it was like a 96. Yeah, something like that. And then Endgame, I think, was a 95. Yeah. Damn. I'm trying to think what else could be that high. That's really high for a movie that's not getting a lot of attention. 98, yeah. I think people would see that and be like, fucking, let's go see this. Well, that's, Apparently really that's what good. I was saying, because like, I don't even know if... I think it was at 100 after those screeners. Either yeah. 199. And I remember seeing that it was sitting at 100 for a while. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Like that, It was probably a good idea that they did those screeners. Granted, like I don't know how much money they made off of them, but they, it's probably a good thing, because now you're getting really good word of mouth. It's 100% Rotten Tomatoes. And it's only made $10 million so far. Wow. Yeah, ten million, and like, That's low. like I said, I don't know the budget on it, but it is low. And I was reading articles today, basically saying like, yeah, like, I mean, they could it's, have it's, only spent like ten million on it. Yeah, the, all the less. articles I was reading didn't know the budget, but they kept commenting on how it's quote unquote flopping, which is super upsetting because it's a really good movie. Yeah, I really hope that uh, the financials in it don't like deter Olivia Wilde or studios from giving her more products because she does a really great job on this. Yeah, I, honestly, it's probably just a product of what she's going up against right now and probably the type of movie it is. Yeah, for sure. It came out in a rough time. Yeah. Rough time for this kind of movie. So tomatoes super high. What is the tomato on it? 75. Wow. Big difference. Yeah. Over 20 points. That's that's an A plus to a C. <laughs> Damn, this is really hard because my grade is in the middle of all of that. Only because it's not doing as well as it deserves. I'm saying tomato. Being more optimistic. What's your letter grade? Letter grade? I'm thinking B plus. B plus? Yeah, B plus. I'm kind of between B plus A minus, but I think I think I'm safe settling on B plus. High high 80s. Me and you're like always the same. <laughs> not always. Yeah, not always. I'm at B plus as well. Um, tomato. Cool. That was that was easier for me. Like, I saw the two grades and I was like tomato like i, I yeah 75 really, is too low yeah i don't i wonder what that that's probably a bunch of fucking like loser basement dweller dudes just being like oh chicks gross Blah. yeah i well again like i think people, what's this movie about tampons <laughs> i think people probably wanted super bad or like thought that's what it was gonna be i'm glad and that it wasn't i'm glad it wasn't i prefer either. that it's not i think this does some things much better than super bad i think yeah i think you know just on a joke level super bad's more effective Yes. But this is much more real, and I think it's a b- uh, better shot film. That's a better style. It The the characters have more emotional weight to them. Yeah. I, I think it just feels... I mean, we keep saying it. It feels real. Mm-hmm. It feels more real than... Like, Superbad has, like, that hyper-realistic world that it lives in where, like, you can get, like, nailed by a car and, like, just get up and run away. Yeah. This, everything, for the most part, feels full-blown legit. Like, I believe that this world exists. I believe these characters and their relationships with each other. This is a very smart movie. Yeah. Really smart. It's very book smart. 
<laughs> it's very book smart. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I like this. I'm, I'm actually, I'm like, I'm almost thinking maybe I should give this an A minus. Uh, I'm going to stick to B plus though. Yeah, I'm fine with B plus because there are those things that like, I feel like the music does take away from the story sometimes. Sometimes it's important for like driving certain scenes. But I think that that kind of takes away from the good work that your writing staff did and your actors are pulling off. Like, Mm -hmm. all in all, not a bad movie at all. It's a great movie, and I really want people to go see it. Yeah. I wasn't sure how you felt about this, because I remember that day that you saw it, you also texted me saying that you were watching the Teen Titans movie, and you're like, this is the best movie I've seen all day. And I was like... Yeah. And granted, granted, the Teen Titans movie is really funny. Really good. I, I liked it a lot. But I was like, oh, shit, does that mean that he, like, actually didn't like book smart because like yeah, I saw a I, lot of movies that day yeah i was like because I, I really liked it <laughs> like I, yeah. I thought it was really good <laughs> but yeah man uh you know if you're listening to this definitely check this movie out if you can it it deserves the money because it's better than a lot of shit that's coming out the good thing is we didn't spoil anything there's not really any like big spoilers yeah no we really i honestly this is probably our best non-spoil like you know what i mean like yeah, i mean some of the jokes we might have talked about but like we barely scratched the surface on a lot of like the humor that's in this movie. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was going to say, this is a pretty good review in terms of not spoiling stuff, I guess, by our standards. Yeah. Other than our actual non-spoiler Avengers one, this is probably the least spoiler <laughs> episode. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah. We did it for you, but yeah, man, we, you guys got to go see this other things you got to do. I don't know. Find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Really, Instagram's all that we really care about and use right now. But whatever, guys. Fuck you. Follow us on everything. <laughs> I don't know if I should be saying fuck you to people. I'm like <laughs> being like, hey, will you be a follower? Will you follow us? Will you like our pics? <laughs> our pics. <laughs> like our pics. You know, P-I-X. <laughs> you know what I do want to mention, because we've been doing it um, for a little while now, is like we, we're posting up like games and stuff in our IG stories so that you guys can kind of like talk to us, learn a little bit more about us, and like we can kind of like all party together. So we're posting up like, you know, ask us our top threes. We're posting up, you know, getting to know us, matching the facts, doing like little pop quizzes about ourselves. Maybe we'll pepper in like stuff that we've talked about on episodes of the podcast. So if you're a listener, you might already know the answers. And if you're just a regular Joe, you might be able to guess it because uh, it ain't that hard. We're not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, we've mentioned it a few times now, but website's up by now. It better be. Yeah. So now we really put a deadline on it. Yeah. Because we set it on the pod. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, come check that out because uh trying to bring you more content. More good content. And more quality content. More quality qu- over quantity. Yes. Quality content. But we do quality. want quantity too. Yeah, quantity is nice. We want quality and quantity. Yeah, but we're but, gonna, written written reviews for movies that we might not be able to get to do episodes on because regardless of what we do or don't do an episode on, we see a lot more movies than we actually talk about on the show. Yeah, and I would like to also say hit us up with a five star iTunes review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby, we're rocking towards a goal. We're making a lot of progress. Yeah, iTunes reviews are huge for us. If you can help us out, it's greatly appreciated. And five stars, the, baby. Yeah, and the more iTunes reviews we get, then probably the you know the better content we can get. We're trying to plan a lot of cool stuff, but we can only do it with your help. Yeah, we're baby. All, basically, we're only all as strong as you guys make us. <laughs> yeah, you are our infinity stones. Exactly. We're gonna shove you all into our gauntlet. And we're going to snap our way into being legitimate movie critics. Hollywood ain't ready for us. <laughs> Probably not, actually. <laughs> we're going to be the... Who the fuck are these guys? We're going to be the next Charlie Manson in Hollywood. <laughs> Roger Ebert. What was it? Cisco and Ebert? Cisco and Ebert. There you go, yeah. That's going to be us. <laughs> going to be Holmes and Palsma. <laughs> I, like I, don't li- I don't like that. That's too close to Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Palsma. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Holmes. Holmes. <laughs> yeah, we're never gonna get we're never gonna get into Hollywood. Well what's what's our thing? You're our, gonna need to change your last name. What's, I'll what's, probably need to change my last name. What's our thing? Our name shows up. We just combined our names uh, for it's our like Skull and Holmesma. Holmesma. <laughs> that's Skull our and that's our uh, celebrity couple name. Skull and awful. Awful. Please don't ever call us that. But what I would like you guys to do is suck it losers. <laughs>